Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I'm your host, Logar the Barbarian, joined by our returning guest, Marco of Spicy Tuna. How, how are those spicy tuna rolls going? Good, good. Spicy tuna's rolling out. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, if you haven't heard, go back to, was it February was, was when yeah. you were on? Yeah, so it's been a few months, and you did a project for, well, Zine Month, correct? Yes, I did. Yes. Why don't you just for go because we picked up a lot of new listeners since then. So why don't you tell the folks about that and go back and listen to learn more about it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, for sure. So I launched actually a couple of zines at once. Um, one ended up being a 60 page dungeon crawl for Mothership uh, called Knights of Lazarus. It is kind of think Knights in Space. Honestly, I really loved working on that project. And then the other one is a collection of six NPCs with necessary professions for the future called Familiar Faces Volume 6. And that ended up being 52 pages for the NPCs and where they live. And that's actually the project that led into this next one that we'll talk about because in the zine, it also has um, where they live, which is on the planet Julep, uh, on the space station Gilgamesh Red, which orbits Julep, and then their natural satellite Atlas Row, which is a moon. Yeah, it was my first time kind of building out a place that can be used for shore leave or any type of kind of long-term like things can happen in this. And so uh, it was, you know, kind of quite the experience besides for like home games and stuff, you know? Yeah. But uh, but this is the first time I kind of put something out there. So it sounds to me like you've almost, you're almost creating your own setting for mothership in a lot of ways with this. Would that be too far off from where what's been happening? No, it's like actually one of my, uh, one of the things I love the most is every single product that I'm making will have some sort of tie-in to another zine. So Knights of Lazarus has some tie-in. Well, I guess Knights of Lazarus might, I don't think it has any direct tie-ins, but Familiar Faces, the NPCs um, in their acquaintances will know people that are either part of Knights of Lazarus or some of them even create things for them. So uh, one of the Knights of Lazarus uh, Knights is called the Night Clarion and they're just like this like mecked out guy and so one of the familiar faces NPCs uh, his necessary profession is he builds mech suits and oh. so so secretly he has a contract with them and so it's really easy to tie in or if you don't own you know the particular thing it ties into it usually it doesn't matter you know you can you can yeah, you can still use that um, NPC with Nice Eleven and just kind of make up what that is to you. Uh, I took a lot of inspiration from for from like Electric Bastion Land uh, yeah. and then also Mothership in general. They do a lot of like, here's this two sentences on something and you can make <laughs> it whatever you want, you know? So, yeah, I like that. That's that's something. Like when I got into role playing, it was uh, one of the first things we got into was the old Robotech game from Palladium back in the day. Yeah. That was not two sentences. Do what you want with it. It was a little bit <laughs> convoluted at that times. And coming from that that realm of things and, and seeing this slightly easier to work with system wise stuff happening, I'm a big fan. I'm not gonna lie, I like that. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, the way they kind of think about lore and you know uh truths and just making sure that the setting is like really open versus closed off to this is the exact mythos of the world or whatever you know so yeah i appreciate it so so with what you're creating how much how much uh how much would you say is there mythos and information on because you've got like a like like 
what is the word you said it's a it's a planet correct that you had started around that that a lot of these npcs and stuff are focused around correct yeah so familiar faces it's kind of broken down each each npc has four pages dedicated to them one of them is a full art spread and then uh so that's let's see 24 pages of straight npcs and i think there's about 16 or 20 pages for the um satellite system so like julep is the planet julep four yes it it kind of tells you a bit about it so it's an agricultural planet and so it lets you know like you know basically its main economic source and then it i built out three different political systems i.e factions and then they kind of have like recent wins under them and so that's like stuff to riff off of it's like you know they recently passed this law this is what they believe in this is what they're trying to do and so you can create anything from that idea it's like kind of set in stone but similar to uh what chris mcdowell and sean mccoy do yeah. is there's not like like an electric bash land there's you don't know who the mayor is the mayor yeah. is whoever you want and so similarly the, there is no president that is true to canon <laughs> it is to your desire um and then for each planet or moon or satellite there's like four notables so that's like two sentences on them. They might be a political faction member. They might be somebody who uh, like the head of security on Gilgamesh Red. And so like that way you kind of have pieces to play with, but um, the rest of the setting is built out with random tables. So there's like an enforcer table for Atlas Row. There's a bunker table for Atlas Row because Atlas Row is the moon. It houses, um, there's like the hidden person's ink. So like people who, you know, are on the witness stand that need witness protection, they put them in different areas, you know, so like <laughs> a lot of people live on Atlas Row that were like doxxed or, you know, just in bad situations. And so there's like hidden bunkers and stuff all around it, but it's all random table. It's mostly random tables for you to kind of generate a little bit deeper than like spark. Well, some of them are like spark tables from electric bastion land and some of them yeah. are a little bit deeper. Um, so it varies like the D10 bunker is a two-page spread and it's like everything has a story hook into it so like you can write a whole adventure or one shot off of those so now i want to i want to i want to ask you about stuff coming up uh, in the future yeah but i will before that i want to ask one quick question see how see if you can get through this one first sure <laughs> i want to know more about the three different political factions because i love politics in my game and that stuff fascinates me can you tell me a little bit about them what they're like yeah for sure uh so i don't misspeak i'm actually just gonna <laughs> i'm gonna cheat a little bit i want to pull them up real quick so julep four is like i said an agricultural planet and so i built that idea around um, it being a fairly newly colonized planet, it's not, it doesn't have its own like humanoid or sentient animals there yet. It's kind of fairly new. And so it was settled and, but it's just very fruitful. Um, you know, it's a really good area. And so knowing that about the planet, the factions, so there's the Croft party. And so they want to increase Julepian farmland to 70% of total land use. Their main thing is they're going to basically it's government owned land mm -hmm. and they provide a whole ton of jobs um, for, uh, you know, Julepians, but they have increased taxes for using government machinery. Yes. In, in real life, you know, it's, it's really, <laughs> you know, all that machinery, like multi million dollar operations going on. Mm -hmm. And so that's the craft party, the slant 
party. Um, they want to introduce more industry. So the way the economy of Julep 4 works currently is they produce like shit ton of food. Uh, they like <laughs> immediately powderize most of it for like MRI type stuff and they export it. And so then they trade in, like they don't make a lot of their own cybernetics or a lot of their own industrialized stuff. So the SLAN initiative wants to kind of introduce more of that. They think in the long term, uh, not having their own source. Yeah, well, and not having your own. Um, and in some ways, like I try, okay, so like I, I, I like everybody, you know, I kind of have like my own political beliefs. But yeah. when I write like politics uh, or or corporations, like one of the future projects is like all corporations instead of NPCs, I, I try and write them in a way that like, you know, it might make you raise your eyebrow, like, okay, like, you know, like, okay, yeah. it's all government owned <laughs> land and they're going to, you know, tax you higher. But it's also like protecting the planet and stuff. So there's like pros and cons. Yeah. Um, and same with this land initiative. They're like, hey, look, like if we don't produce any of our technology and we're only bringing it in in the long run or any type of barricade could really screw us over. And the third political faction factions called uh, the trust party. And they want to minimize current government restraints, decrease taxes and shrink the overall power of the government. Their kind of flip to that is the government should be economically self-sustaining and run as a corporation. So instead of taxing the people, kind of like how Alaska does it, they own a lot of the production over there. And so that's why they like pay people to move there or whatever, because they're actually generating their own money. Um, And obviously there's pros and cons to that too. So those are like the three political factions of Jewel 4. I find that fascinating. That's interesting. I like that. Now, <laughs> what about the future of spicy tuna? You know, it really depends. I like <laughs> writing a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. I definitely prefer writing more like plug and play things mm-hmm. um, versus adventure. And part of that's just like, you know, imposter syndrome or, you know, whatever. It's like when you put it out there, it's like, it doesn't matter how, you know, good it is in game when you're running it it's kind of different but i like the plug and play stuff a lot and i feel super confident about like showing sharing npcs or yeah like i said our future one's called incorporated volume one and um you know i'm kind of building out the team for that now uh and that will be for corporations probably in like a 52 page zine so it's built you know you get like 12 pages of corporation and just so that you can build them as like recurring player or the recurring you know things to interact with they're potentially good at times they're potentially bad at times and i really love that i really like making those things because you know there's a there's a wide range of like zine lovers and some of them really want to run by the book and some of them just want like inspiration or pieces to play with and so i like doing that yeah so i think that's gonna be it I've always, I've always been one to Frankenstein my role playing games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I've been doing that for thirty plus years. This point, <laughs> like, I'm just gonna tear it apart in these pieces. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that too. Because then, if you have like tie-ins, then like it can exist in your own system. You know, it doesn't have to in your own like satellite system or planet system or star solar system. It doesn't have to be in. A, a certain area or a certain sector or like I, I listened to your like planar compass uh episode oh yeah you know it's like you know you can like plug and play you know here's a different like slightly different version of them in this area you know and it's like it'd yeah. be like a really cool I don't know modularity is awesome well know? here's the thing too like there's so much I want to do and so much I like and so much I want to throw in the game and jump at it if I just stick with one thing 
Yeah. I can't really explore all those places. So I like to be able to find ways to grab all these different stuff I like. Okay, we're going to do this. And it might be like there's a huge adventure or campaign in here, but it might just become a night or two's worth of game in our game, or I might just be taking characters or elements of it that I think were really stellar. Right. That's how I like that kind of stuff. Like you said, modularity. It works well for me as a game master in running my game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good for a lot of people. And that's what I like about a space too. Is kind of like I said, it's just like the creator base as well as the customer base is it, just extremely diverse in their wants, needs, excitements, um, interests. And yeah, it just makes it, it almost feels, I mean, obviously any, anything's difficult, but it almost really feels like easy to be like, okay, there's like people out there that like, like this so yeah. i can create what i want and how i want to do it yeah that's so, great that's yeah. good that's awesome <laughs> now the books uh the knights of lazarus uh are the physical mm-hmm. books in right now yeah so let me tell us about some of that real quick we're really close oh, to time just tell us what's going on <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah for sure so yeah this is oh, knights of lazarus beautiful. it's beautiful it turned out great it turned i yeah, I love it. I really like. Oh yeah, that's nice. I really like the print um, shop I've been working with. But yeah, so Knights of Lazarus came out, uh, came in, and then I have. So this is the Julep Four system. Oh wow! Uh, and that's the back of the notebook. So the notebooks came in, and so the notebooks show like the portrait of each person, um, the satellites. Oh, so so you can either great. take your you can either take your own notes or it can be player facing too. So like players can take notes about like, you know, some of the headlines are like services offered or things like that. So it's like, okay, so like this person is who I need to know for this here, are their acquaintances, stuff like that. And so the notebook actually is what led to the newest project. I should grab that. And I started kind of reverse engineering a lot of um, things I did as well as what other people did. And so I'm making a series of notebooks that, are for developing planets or um, systems. And so like this one, the current version, it's like version three. I have like 12 different people play tech or using it. Um, Some people are writing full adventures with it. I have a comic artist um, and creator that I really admire using it or at least checking it out, looking at it, you know, people are busy. So, yeah, (laughs) um, but it basically kind of goes along kind of what we talked about. It's like the first page is kind of like what's unique about the planet uh, the civilization, natural order, society, and then the current state of the planet, and then stuff like atmosphere, gravity, um, temperature. And then it kind of goes on to like terrain, terrain, different cities, then political um, parties or factions, and then um, to like threats and encounters. And then there's a bunch of blank stuff in the back for like um, you know, like a hex crawl or whatever, you know, just kind of a lot of to put your head in like the right idea of like building out what it actually would be. And so uh, that's either, you know, it's kind of deeper for a planet or if you're running something on like an asteroid, maybe it's a little lighter so you can fit a couple in there or something like that. So, so that is that mothership specific or is that, is that vague enough that you can use it with any sci-fi game or, or how do you? Yeah, for sure. So it's definitely not mothership specific. Um, they're straight notebooks. And and yeah, so that's kind of the reason why I'm having people test them is because there's kind of two thoughts on notebooks. One is like this one's going to be more guiding in a way mm-hmm. where like the yeah. headlines kind of tell you what, you know, kind of prompt you what to write about. Um, and you can ignore them. I have a whole spiel on how to use it on the back, which is like 
everything is written to be ignored. If you don't want to write, <laughs> po- you know, political factions or anything, if it's just like you're on a planet where it's just wildlife and stuff, ignore it. You know, ignore the headline, write what you want. They're new threats or creatures or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's just a notebook. So I'm hoping to do kind of like packs of three for like 20 on the Kickstarter or something like that. And that way you can just kind of get what you want, build what you want. And it's not only for tabletop RPGs. I'm using them specifically for that. I think a lot of the customers will. Um, but also like if you're a comic writer, if, you, if you're just a fiction writer, or if you're just, you know, you just like to do it for yourself. I think it's a nice, I, I'm, I've really liked it. Um, there's obviously like the World Builders Notebook field notes those are all kind of fantasy themed yeah um, but there's nothing that i know of anyway that's really planetary or sci-fi or space and so i was like well i'm basically doing this for myself excellent excellent we're looking forward to that could you tell the listeners where they can find y'all on the internets and and will they be able to pick up a copy of knights of lazarus now that it's out in print yeah for sure so um so Twitter handles at, at Spicy Tuna RPG. Uh, I also just started a newsletter called the guac.substack.com. Uh, and so that'll be probably the best way to be informed by anything we're doing if you're interested. And then we have the in-print copies of these. Uh, I know Tuesday Night Games, we'll get them out there. I'll start reaching out to different retailers and then on our own site, spicytunarpg.com, we'll probably sell them in like bundles. Um, so if you want everything at once, you can buy from us. I kind of believe in like, if, if they're going out to retailers, I don't want to step on their toes too much. Like we'll never be the cheapest place to get it. But if you want to support us directly, I also think that's, a, you know, that should be an option for customers. So uh, we'll have some of that on our website too. But uh, I will definitely keep everyone updated on Twitter and through the guac if they're in different retail stores, you know, I'm I more than would love for you guys to buy them from through there. Uh, so I, I'll keep everyone updated and keep a list of available retailers. So excellent. Well, thank you for coming last. Been good talking to you again. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Logar. Have a good no one doubt. ahead of you. No doubt. No doubt. If you enjoyed what you've heard here today, give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHaleCrom. You can find us on Patreon. We can really use the support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.